Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, a.k.a. Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon. Brandon Wilm, Pickups. It's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are happy to have you. Jared is rolling around in his chair. He's been sitting in traffic for a very long time because the storms have been battering us here in Columbus, Ohio. And Flooding. I think he just has the, he's like a five-year-old in church or something right now. He can't sit still. So he just, he just took, he just took some uh, sit still juice. Yep. <laughs> and uh, hopefully that works. Um, anyhow, we are awful glad that you are joining us in whatever form that may be. Uh, driving along in your car, just listening to us with the headphones. Um, hopefully you are not crying in a closet somewhere in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you would be, but I hope that that's not the case. Uh, hey, everybody. We want to, before we start the show, just remind you that we are on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. And we would greatly appreciate your support for as little as a dollar a month. You can help us keep this podcast ad free and bring you cool content. And we've got a whole bunch of really awesome gifts that we've put together for different levels of entry. And if you, for whatever reasons, just want to even drop us a note and say, I really, really want to, but I can't, I'll accept that too. I think that would be just fine. We're going to do the show no matter what, and we're going to do it ad-free no matter what. But boy, it sure would be nice, and it would help. Uh, so thank you ahead of time for that. And um, we have two people that actually... One, we just got we just got a new one. Do you hear that little bling? Wow, that was I was just about I was you know who that getting is? into my phone. That was Martin Cliff, who just joined as a as a Patreon patron. So, Thanks, welcome Martin. Martin. Hey, yeah, Martin is joining, uh, and we're very very happy to have him. So, we've got a fun show today. We, uh, it's me and Tony and Jared, as we said at the introduction, and it's kind of a busy week in music right now because Nam is happening and we're not there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But if we get a few more patrons, ultimately that's the plan (laughs) to get there. And just so we can just be completely disregarded as we walk the halls (laughs) of Nam as unknown people. Anyhow, uh, the the NAM is going on, the NAM, and that means the music world is a buzz. The guitar world specifically is a buzz with all kinds of tons of new things, and we know that there are a bunch of great avenues for you to receive that news. I'm going to call somebody out right now just because I'm just such a fan, and I just want to give... Props to the guitar nerds for I, I'm like I'm a hundred percent fan and I've had fun interacting with them at different levels. Um, yes, even Joe and we're we're just you know I'm grateful that those guys are out there giving us all the new 
the news. Yeah, you know what? On all the new stuff, and we don't have to do that. Great show, man. Yeah. I agree. I'm a the, big fan. The, so we just mentioned one of the guys. If you're not familiar with the show, I, I, I'm sure you are. If you're listening to ours, you are likely a listener of that show. But specifically, they do such a killer job of bringing all of us guitar enthusiasts the absolute latest up-to-date news on what what's going on with new gear and uh, they are uh, entertaining and very knowledgeable each and every one of them especially Mark Packham who basically puts the whole dang thing together so thanks Mark that's my plug for them all right go nerds (laughs) yeah thanks guys okay so we're gonna get on with our thing and let's spin the wheel of what's going on with this week Jared all right Last podcast, we talked about uh, acoustic guitars and the would you rather part. And uh, that inspired me to go home and get my one of my acoustics out, wipe it down real nice, make sure everything's fine with it. And I just played the crap out of it. I had a really good time. And uh, it is a Martin uh, Veterans uh, model. It's a custom shop. And it's it's not a D twenty eight. It's the other model. It's the it's comparable to the D twenty eight. But I think that I keep forgetting the model name. Forgive me. But the binding around it's it's not the white. It's the um, kind of the black and goldish. And I'm looking at Tony, <laughs> hoping he would know the model number. And he's just like, yeah. No, you I don't, don't know, know what the hell you're talking about. I know. I know. I just care that it says veterans on it. It's got the. Um, it's got the sections of the military up on the headstock, and it really? says, says veterans. It's like a commemorative. Thing? Yeah, yeah, and it says veteran down the uh, um, fingerboard. Holy mackerel! That and sounds. Yeah, and it's it's got like a, a metal made out of different woods. It's a ribbon, and uh, it's made out of different woods. The colors and the colors are natural, so it's it's a really nice guitar. The they, DVM. Yes, that's it. I'm sorry. The DVM, Martin DVM. Um, I love that guitar. And not only does it have a great neck, a great sound, and just a good quality guitar, but I really appreciate the uh, veterans aspect. Goodness sakes. So they I shoved love. a lot of stuff on that thing. Yeah, but it sounds great. I love the way it plays. I love the way the neck feels. Love that guitar. I don't get it out a lot, but after last week's podcast, it you know made me want to get it out. And and uh, actually, I played. When in doubt, you whip it out. That's right. So my nephew's down helping me out in the shop, and and uh, he's a great piano player. And I got it out and kind of jammed with him. Mm, so that's it was cool. a good time. Too bad this isn't the piano player podcast. Well, that's too bad. But I'm mentioning it anyway. Mentioning yeah. well, you it. know what? You know what's funny is uh, not having seen this particular model before. Uh, when you said the veterans model, oh, how it would re- look really cool, like on the on the twelfth fret, if there was like like an old style like revolutionary, <laughs> you know, the arrows and birds thing, yeah. you know, almost, but like tattoo flash, like 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 an old style tattoo. Yeah, that would look really cool in there, but <laughs> they can't fit it in there because. <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on with it. Yep. Yeah. It's it's exactly the Did way it Did you get like some kind of deal on that or something? Yeah, I got a deal. I traded some other things for it and, and some money. You and, got it uh, at the, uh, what, what's it called? The um, the, the market, the PX? <laughs> uh, no, not the, right not the, the PX. the koozies? No. 
No, you actually have to either be a re, an actual bona fide retired. Well, I would imagine. Or a government worker to Is be able to Is it illegal to have one if you're not? What, a, a veteran's? Or just frowned upon? Frowned upon, probably. Yeah, unless it's a family thing. I mean, that would be pretty pretty great. You know, I mean, if, family if, if somebody like my dad or, or some, you know, patriot American that just loves his country, loves the military, loves all that, I, I wouldn't care. You yeah. Know? You know, I, I'm a veteran myself, but I don't. I don't hold myself up like I do the actual war veterans, you know, stuff yeah. like that. But, you know, I just love the guitar, what it stands for, I guess. And I just love the way it sounds. That's, That's cool. Pretty much why. Are I'm they the it. only, do you, uh, do you guys know, are they the only ones that did something like that? As far as I mean, as that's far as I know. I know of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Gibson made the, the USA map guitar. You remember oh, that? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. The shape were, of the there, USA. There was an Epiphone version of that too. Right. So so everybody else could afford it. <laughs> so, Guitars yeah, for the rest a, of us. So I can afford it. They're like, should we make a clock out of this or a, or a guitar? <laughs> <laughs> it's both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a you high pitched laugh on that one. That was interesting. That was funny, man. Good. You made a good funny. I'm glad. Okay, so that's it. That's it, man. Okay, good. Tony. Oh, I guess I'm up. Tony, you're up. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I've been arm wrestling with my Dr. Z Maserati for... What does that mean exactly? Oh, uh, if well, if my amp had an arm, I would be locked. You're fighting with I'm it. I'm fighting with it. That's how I was with my Vox AC15. Yeah. Um, so, uh, long story long, uh, I... I got it. I we got time, man. Let's talk, <laughs> we, we got talk time. To us. We got time to talk about it. Let's go back and back and back. Um, so I, I took it. Um, t- I actually took it up to Doctor Z. He, he's up in outside of Cleveland, and uh, I was having some problems with the volume knob or the volume control, mm-hmm. and it would just you know it would uh, you turn it and you get to you know maybe nine o'clock. And then all of a sudden it would just go really loud and then cut out completely. So I, I just took it up there and I said, make it work. And they did. They, they ended up replacing the volume pot and, and some other little bits and pieces, put a longer cord on for me, whatever. So I, I've been real happy with that uh, up until the, uh, uh, I started blowing my output fuse, which... It can be a number of things, but fortunately, yeah, it good was, thing it wasn't your Johnson rod. <laughs> I hate you wouldn't need I hate ball bearings it. to fix it. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, the, the usual suspect is a short in one of your output tubes, and this is an EL84 EL amplifier for like an AC30 on steroids. Mm-hmm. So, I bought some tubes. I would love to play out of that. I want to hear one of those. I've never actually well, played out of one. Come down to the shop. I will. For God's sake. Close sakes. enough. I should. Yeah. Just just come down anytime. But um, so I, I I put some some tubes in that I'm not happy with now. Okay. It's the, they've it's the amp has gone brittle sounding, mm. and I I sort of knew that going into it because I'm I'm not a big fan of of soft tech tubes, but they were available and it solved the problem. I'm not blowing the output fuse anymore. So I'm on a new quest for, I guess, the ultimate quad of EL84s for that particular amp. So if any, uh, anybody out there has any suggestions, uh, I'll take it. I've tried a bunch, and it's, it's still good. I mean, it sounds good. It's a great-sounding amp, 
But now with these new output tubes, it's it's a little too brittle for me. Yeah. Yeah. So how familiar, like on a scale of one to five, when it comes to tubes and comfortability, comfort level, <laughs> comfortability, <laughs> uh, your, your comfort level with like, you know, tube rolling and, you know, stuff like that. One to five, how, how comfortable are you? With tube rolling? But that's a zero then. <laughs> I don't roll my tubes. Well, just in the sense of, so tube rolling, the slang for like, you know, testing out a bunch of different tubes and, oh. you know, seeing what's going on. Like, here's, here's these two. What does it sound like? What's these two sound like? You yeah. know? Okay. No, I've, I've not done that. I, I, and because it's a four uh, output tube amp, I, 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 I don't like to mix and match too much. Yeah. I mean, I've got an old tube tester at home that. I can yank out and see. Well, just because different tubes have color your tone totally. greatly. Totally. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> All right. So you got an amp and it don't work so hot. Oh, it's, it works great. Okay. It just sounds like poop. <laughs> okay. So your next move is to what? Uh, I'm going to go to different tubes because that's the only thing. Did you order changed. said tubes? Uh, I have not yet. Excellent. But yeah, that's, that's my plan is to try yet another quad or two or three. I was wondering something though. Todd. Yep. What's been going on in your guitar world? Yeah, I was just wondering that, too. Well, uh, in my guitar world, I uh, just rearranged my pedal board because I got a new power source. I got the True Tone one spot, and I'm pretty happy with it so far. It's pretty heavy duty. I've got a, a Pedal Train Metro that is a flat board, essentially, so the power source has to sit on top. I'm not totally ready to pony up for, like, a super big pedal board just because the ones that I typically gig with, I, I usually roll it with, like, four or five pedals. Got a whole bunch of them on, you know, all around the pedal board and all around my amp stuff so I can interchange them. So I suppose I need to do a new one at home. But for the time being, I needed to rearrange my board and my... Uh, my tuner is I need to go down to a mini because it's too big and it has the power supply like right next to the jack on the right hand side which is not conducive to any kind of layout that I can muster on my board so I started researching mini pedal tuners and I've narrowed it down to three that I'm, that I'm looking at, but I'm pretty sure I'm just going to get the one. Which three? The Ibanez Big Mini and the Korg Pitch Black Mini and, of course, the Polytune 2, which is the Mini. I think I'd go with the Polytune. Yeah, well, the only thing that's holding me back from the from the Polytune, two things, not the only thing, is get, it's a side power, and I really want top power. So... Uh, power at the, at, the, at the top of the pedal just based on my layout I, I, I really want to do that and I'm running rattlesnake cables so they're a little meatier and that's kind of the issue with the current pedal that I have it's like they're, the power and the, and the, and the uh, uh, my guitar cord are like right jammed right next to each other yeah, it's not good. Now, the one that I have currently is not the greatest pedal but it has amazing visibility at some, I guess it was mono price it was like I don't know, like 30 bucks or something. Yeah. And you know what? It tunes it tunes your guitar really well. Wow. And I can see it on stage, no matter what the lights are doing, really, really well. But 
it's not the greatest build ever, you know, but, but it's good if you can't spend a hundred bucks on a tuner pedal. And I, I really don't want to do that either. <laughs> That's yeah. another drawback. Uh, you know, I love TC stuff. I, they got great gear and, you know, I think just knowing that that is going to be built like a tank <laughs> and, I, and I like the idea of having it poly tuner. So you hit the strings, you can hit all the strings and it will show you which, which strings are in and out of tune. Yeah, and in oh, one shot, time, so, yeah. so you don't have to be on stage going. Dang, 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 and you can dang, still dang. use it that way too. You, you if absolutely you want to do a string by string. And it also has capo setting too, oh. which is huge, um, because uh, in one of my bands, like I roll capo a lot. I would like to be able to tune it accordingly. <laughs> so I'm thinking that that's probably the winner. The, the upside of the other two are great displays. The they're they're more of a block LED style where the polytune is more dotted. And that's the only thing I'm worried about is like, if I'm looking down several feet away, how well am I going to see it? Right. That that would be the only question. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure they've Visibility. covered that. And I'm sure yeah. I'll be able to see it brilliantly. Yeah. Um, I would also much rather spend like 40 bucks than 80 bucks on a mini tuner because I don't like paying for utility stuff. And I'm feel, I have to for some reason I feel like everything I'm buying now is like utility. You get you what you use your phone. You yeah. get what you pay for. Yeah, you God, have that man, really good tuner in your phone, don't you? I gotta have it on the board. You need it down there. Huh? Yeah, because I'm I'm playing enough live stuff. Yeah. I, I you know a friend of ours rolls with the snark thing on full time on mm. stage too, and I'm like, you get that thing off your because it's in your eyes. It ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, right snarks whatever Snacks. anyhow so that's what i'm doing sounds like a busy week for you it was yeah it's exhausting oh my goodness <laughs> the interesting thing is hey ibanez if you're listening you might want to put out a little bit of material on your big mini there's literally nothing there's one video one video that some guy did the brand itself might want to up its game and just like if you're gonna put out a pedal if you're gonna make a product Put a sheet out. Do something for us to understand what this thing's about. I mean, I went to the website, and it was just a picture of it. I'm like, thanks. I know what it looks like already. So kind of a swing and a miss on that one. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the product is great because Ibanez makes good stuff. Well, there you Tuners. go. Tuners. Yeah. God dang it. I freaking hate spending money on utility. Well, if you would buy one of the Gibsons that have the self-tuning mechanism no, in it, you'd never have to worry about no. that again. Those are the no. highest quality tuners on earth. They just tune themselves. Yeah, no. They're perfect. Not every time. Get out of here. Guess what I use? What? A snark. I believe that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, No surprises here. I'm not at all moved by that whatsoever. Uh, Anyhow, so today, everybody, we are doing show and tell. Woohoo! Mostly because... The two guys, the two gentlemen, I'll use that term loosely. Yeah, hey, that's insulting the gentlemen. Where are they? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the two ladies in front of me are <laughs> have ex- pretty awesome gear collections. Mine pales in comparison, though I am trying to catch up. Uh, so I said, hey, let's bring in some interesting stuff and wow each other and just, you know, talk about the provenance of the the equipment. So the offer is up for any kind of gear they want to bring in. It looks as though we all have the same thing in mind. <laughs> <laughs> the cases are the same. Yes. 
So actually, I have a keyboard in my case. Oh, a guitar? Did you bring a guitar? Actually, I had one of those. I had. Don't you ever bring? I had a guitar gun here. Uh, I will get smash it real quick. Oh man! <laughs> wow. What about those That's Yamaha digital? Words. You remember the Yamaha digital guitars That's or the Korg? Oh yeah. It's it's like black and it's got yeah. strings, but it's got all these different effects. Yeah. 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 I got one of those. They're cool. They're actually crappy. <laughs> to tell you the truth, if, yeah. if by, crib, by cool you mean it's a crap. cool, it's a cool idea. They don't, they don't work very it's well. It's a fake guitar. Of it, is, it, it is. It's a okay. Anyways, blabbity blah blah blah. Let's do spin the wheel. Our assistant here is going to pick the one closest to the wall ah. and put it on the table. That's probably the best one. Well, because it's Tony's. We're going to listen carefully for. Delicious telltale sounds. Submit for your approval. Oh. Tony's talking over the sounds. Whoa. Holy cow, look at that. Okay, what the heck is this? What the heck is this? All right. All righty. So Do you wanna lift you wanna lift it up, Vanna? Can I have show that? us what's going on with this? So what we have here look at that thing. Is a fender uh, maverick slash custom. I've never replica. seen one of these. Well, let me let me tell you a little story about Fender in the late 1960s. That is wild. Now, this is one I made. This is wild. That's 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 maybe that is one of the craziest looking guitars I have ever seen. It period. looks like a, yes. a guitar made by Fender that is really a Fender. So let's let's set the Wayback Machine to 1968-69. Okay. Uh, CBS has taken over Fender. They're looking for all sorts of ways to make extra money. And lo and behold, in the shop room, there are pallets and pallets of Fender Electric 12 bodies and necks that nobody wants. So they enlisted uh, one of the guys in the shop. I think his name was uh, Babe Simone. Babe was his, like, nickname, I guess. Yeah. And they said, hey, what can you do with this stuff? We're going to just burn it. Right. So uh, Babe comes up with the idea to... Take an electric 12 body, chop it up a little bit, carve it. Um, they took an electric 12 neck, and the, the very first series, they actually shortened, they chopped the headstock and took about an inch off the headstock, shortened it, and then put veneers on either side of it. L later models, they actually tooled up to make this guitar. So what started off as kind of a mishmash of old uh, Fender Electric 12 parts uh, and necks and Mustang parts. Um, they, they've just created a really, it, it, it was really one of probably the worst selling guitars, but it was also at the time more expensive than a Strat or a Tele. Uh, so they called it their, it was kind of their top of the line kind of deal. So what I did, um, is I, I'm a sucker for all the oddball things mm. and what I can't find I make. So in this case, I, I took a, a, a Jaguar body and routed it for like an electric 12 and used the parts and bits and pieces. It also has a Mustang tremolo and bridge. And the neck I had made uh, by a company out in uh, Washington State um, that does really, really, I think, pretty good necks. 
and they happen to have the the hockey stick headstock, which was was. I mean, that's one word for it. <laughs> that's all one. I can think about, honestly. Since you've pulled that out, and since I've been looking at it, no joke. The only thing I can think of is uh, the uh, Chelsea drugstore scene in Clockwork Orange <laughs> with the girl with the popsicle. Bit cold and pointless, isn't it, my lovely? And the popsicle lolly, lolly, the lollipop thing. He's uh, he says uh, a bit cold and pointless, isn't it, my lovely? <laughs> Where it's just kind of sagging over. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there you go. Here's, here's uh, if we went to the, to the Fender book. Okay, we got the Fender book out here. Tell, so, us, tell us about the pickups. So those are uh, Electric 12 pickups. Um, now those pickups in particular uh, were uh, put together t- uh, by Curtis Novak. Cool. Curtis makes a really good set of, of electric 12 pickups. I've used them in a couple of different projects. And, and for those who are unfamiliar with that, think GNL. P-Base pickups. Or think uh, Mustang base. Okay. Well, I was thinking just because the, the GNL offset. Oh, that's right. The they have those yeah. too. You're oh, right. yeah. Listen to Todd. Maybe, maybe he knows a thing or two. Maybe. Yeah, one or two. <laughs> well, yeah, but also they're, they're sort of flat and rubber looking. So you're right in the <laughs> other models that you Everybody's right. La 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 la. Okay. So, so yeah. So mine is. Uh, I think it's a very Man, good this representation. Goodness um, sakes. I, I I I spent more money on this neck than than I probably should have. So that 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 should have been a twelve string neck. Correct. So what they did. Uh, I mean, originally. Because that was a hockey. The hockey. Yep, that's lollipop. That, uh, awful. Yes. So what they did is they shortened it on the originals. And then put veneers on the front and the back uh-huh. to cover up the extra uh, tuner holes. No kidding. Yep, those they were clever. Hey, no kidding. Hey, no kidding. That's the real. That's the real deal. Yeah, wow. my my uncle actually had an acoustic twelve steering with the hockey. Pump, yeah, with yeah. The, with the hockey stick. That was that was Fender's solution to yeah. making a twelve string. Yeah, I, I welcome to the sure conversation, they, Jared. He said the bridge kind of. <laughs> why you gotta be like? That? <laughs> he said the uh, the bridge though the. The things pop, the uh, bridge is popping up though, you know. Well, so he Fender need, needs to have it fixed. Yeah, Fender was never really good with. Uh, he's a working man. So How many did they make of the originals? Do you know? You know, uh, somewhere, I mean, it's it's in the hundreds. I'm sure it's it's got to be less than a thousand. They did a similar thing with, and I also made another replica of uh, of a. It's called a Swinger or an Arrow or a Music Lander. Where they used old Duosonic bodies and the short scale, uh, like 22 and three quarter short right. scale. Uh, next, they did a similar type of thing where they chopped up the bodies and things like that. Yeah. So I'm, I made a replica of that too. But I like this. I mean, one dude, that's an incredible replica. I mean, that really is stunning. It's weird as crap. <laughs> so but it is. It's. I mean, but but just for the sheer like wow factor of like. I mean, th- this is a kitchen sink guitar. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing that it's got a tone selector, like a giant chicken lever. Head. It's not yeah. even a chicken, it's like a full on paddle lever. Well, that's what the, the electric 12s had that. That's that's total electric 12 circuitry. Yeah. It's like a, a flamingo guard. head. And basically, it's a four position switch, so you can have the bridge. Yeah. 
you can have the bridge and neck in series, mm-hmm. the bridge and neck in parallel, mm-hmm. and then the neck only. So how many again? There are four positions. Four positions. Okay. And this is, is it's a vibrato on the on the back. Yeah, it's a Mustang vibrato. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and, and Those are so on, on most of any Jags or Jazz Masters I put together, um, I I prefer to use Mustang bridges. Yeah. Because I can't quite a, cool looking. I can't quite afford a mastery. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do they? Uh, how do they hold up as just as far as um, Mustang bridges are a little more substantial than um, um, than Jaguar or Jazzmaster bridges because there's less moving parts. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think they stay in tune better than 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 those okay. others. There's only one slot for the string as opposed to Jags and Jazzmasters right. where they can jump from. You know. Uh, it's like a threaded you mean rod on the saddle. On the saddle, yeah, itself. yeah, yeah. So this is okay. One string saddle. Uh, is that double? No, it's not a double truss. It's just single truss. Yep, single truss rod down at the uh, heel. At the heel, where it ought to be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Unless you're a guitar tech. All right. <laughs> it's beautiful, man. It's got binding. It's got yeah. The, it's. I mean, the neck itself. I mean, they. They. I mean, I, I went all out because that's what the originals. They would have block yeah, inlays. Mother of pearl. Um, and then binding on the neck. Beautiful guitar. And so. it's yeah. It's uh, square blocks. Mm-hmm. So I like describing guitars, and I'm just telling you right now, this one is a t- is tricky to describe. <laughs> the body. It's like I mean, clearly they just said, what if we just completely let's go, let's go over to the bandsaw and see what the, happens exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so they they sort of squared off the top horn. Top horn squared off. So it I, and it then, almost looks like the precursor to an like, Iceman. A, a a warlock. I was gonna say. Okay. Yeah. That a too. Bit. Or an Iceman. Uh, that's kind of what came to mind. But I, you know, honestly, I, I was kind of shocked at how much wood I had to take off of a jaguar body <sighs> to make it look like this. And man, really? Man. I mean, especially from you know down below. Yeah, so that's, that's what awesome. they did. They they use Jaguar bodies. Well, they use Electric Twelve bodies, which okay. are based off of Jaguar. Jaguar. Yeah. Okay. Um, can you spin it around real quick, there, bud? And it's got a torque guard, which is nice. And you got a sunburst front front solid. Now here's solid. the here's the deal with the electric. So that's a three color burst, then. Yeah. Three tone burst. Three tone burst. Yeah. Um, the deal with the originals is there would have been a wooden plug where there was a big string ferrule mm-hmm. that the strings for the 12-string went through. Mm-hmm. They plugged it with a hunk of wood, and then that's why they just did a solid color I back see. on them. Okay. Now, I, I didn't, I didn't I go wonder if to they would extreme. actually, if that shape of the, the plug would project through the finish it after does. a while. It yeah. does. I noticed that sprayed in nitro too, right? Because yeah, I think I saw the checking in the oh, front. Oh, the checking yeah. on this thing is it's, br- oh, it's beautiful. It is. It yeah, really that's, is that's beautiful. That's MJT. Over in and nice. the fade on the neck. Good job, MJT. Like this is legit. Really, really nice uh, replica. You, I mean. Well, so there, there's a book. Know. Yeah, <laughs> there's a book here that Tony just handed me a picture of the back where the wood block we were just describing for the furls for the. That's not thing. as heavy as I thought it, it was going to be. It projects out. That thing projects out like a sore thumb, man. Uh, I think it's just the the lacquer sinks around it. It does big time. So. You know, um, that, that happens with uh, Gibson Les Pauls. Uh, people put those, um, that whammy system, the Kalers oh. or the whatever they are is in there. And then they try to fill that in with a block, and you always see the projection yeah, of you the... Can't you just can't do it. You got to just change the whole maple you gotta top. got to retop it, yeah. Uh, yeah. That string tree, so that's an original string tree. Yeah, that's a new old stock uh, string tree. That yeah, because so, you still have the holes for the, other, mm-hmm. for the other four strings. Those metal parts are just... 
you, you either got to find new old stock or just somebody somewhere decided to make, Man, you know, a run of a thousand really, of yeah, them. I've Hopefully got, I've, I've got about a half dozen more of them sitting at the shop. Right? I bought a bunch of them when <laughs> yeah. I could. Well, I may want to make another so we one. We will in the have pictures of this that we will be posting. Oh my gosh. Uh, when the episode comes out, not before. That's probably the best guitar we have when we went first with it. Wow. I'm just guessing. What are you talking about? Mine's a mine's a sweet peach, baby. Eh, I don't know. It's not. I. It looks like it's gonna weigh a ton. It it's, just. It really looks heavy, <laughs> and it's not. Nah, it's it's the, it's the just, Alderaan. It's pretty light. It feels to me in between like a. I don't know. It's kind of like a heavy 70 Stratocaster, maybe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Except better, because, you know. Well, you know, you add this. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. I, I agree 100%. You got this heavy vibrato bar on there, and I don't know. Man, it's it's a great guitar. Yeah. I am jealous that I don't I, have you it. You know what? I, it's, it's beautiful to look at for its oddity. Um, and, that's the, why, that, and that's why I, I gravitate towards the oddball stuff. <laughs> that's an oddball one, all right. <laughs> I think even the Japanese builders would be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful so, piece, man. Holy thanks. smokes. Yeah, it really is a neat guitar, That's awesome, though. man. There's plenty of room for the tuners on the headstock. So what made you... What was the genesis of doing that? Because... Uh, that's not a cheap thing to do. No, I mean, yeah. I'm not, and well, I know for a fact, like, you are not cheap about your gear. Yeah. I, unfortunately. Well, <laughs> well you know, the interesting thing is a lot of that was trade. Um, like, oh, labor uh, trade? Labor trade and for pick guards. That that's I a wonderful world to be so, in. So, you know, yeah. like Curtis and I have some things going back and forth, uh, and Tommy at USA Custom. That's a USA custom body. So really, the only thing I purchased were were the neck and some of the metal parts. Yeah. Uh, but everything else was pretty much trade on it. What it, What made you go like I want to do this one? You know, I I you I, just I, saw it in I, the have, book? I have a, a pretty good reference library, and yeah, I mean, I've seen them in here. I, I've in seen them in person maybe once or twice. I've never seen one. There was there was a band out of Pittsburgh called Car Sickness, uh-huh. and the guy. That's what that kind of looks like. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, was perfect, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> but uh, but he played one. I mean, it was it was a real. I mean, it was a 1969. Uh, I don't know if his was a custom or a Maverick. The very first ones were called Mavericks, and then they just put custom on the decal. Yeah, I like them. I like the Maverick. The Maverick, Maverick. it's cool. It's kind of like a Rat Fink style. Yeah, exactly. Total right. Big Daddy Roth lettering kind yeah. of thing. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. Well, I had built an electric 12 replica. Yeah. And a lot of it is, it's similar. I mean, I had the routing template that I put together so I could route it properly. And, and if you go to my website, I, I post some of the projects that I've, that I've worked on and do. And uh, actually, all three, the electric 12, this one, and the swinger are on there, too. Uh-huh. And it's just one of those things. So it's like one led to the other. The electric 12s, I said, okay, well, now I've got these bits and pieces and I've always wanted to put one of these oddball ones together. Uh-huh. Actually, I was going to do a swinger first because it's it's a hell of a lot cheaper. But um, I think that there is a misconception that because it's you know an homage guitar or you know a replica that somehow it's cheap <laughs> or not valuable or why on earth would you spend money to do to get a fake thing? 
Well, I mean, I mean, some of it. If you can find one now, I mean, you'd probably pay thousands of dollars if you can if you can find one. Even a replica could be two thousand dollar or twenty thousand. So, so help me out. I I would say under three thousand dollars for a, a really good one. Anywhere from a thousand. If you to can 3, find 000. one. If you can find one, and they're they're just really hard I, to find. I haven't seen one at any of our shows. No, no, I haven't seen one. Anywhere. I mean, they might show up in Dallas or in you know some some of the bigger shows. So it was just something I wanted to put together. Okay. And so, what is something somebody off the street? What does that cost them? Well, I mean, I think if if somebody actually went and paid retail for everything, um, it, it would probably be over two thousand dollars. Okay. And finding an old one you're probably looking at like 25 to 3 if, if you can, if you yeah, can, if you find, can find one, one. yeah and actually I, I i it seems like it's got to be more than that but you know they've never been really popular yeah but well obviously <laughs> so not a high demand so it's, it's not, not a high demand i mean there's plenty of of gibsons that are wonderful guitars but they're not on the collector's hot list like sonics's well yeah there's a reason on that one okay come on now but yeah so so yeah so it's i mean i i build guitars Mm -hmm. so that i don't go totally insane from chopping up plastic um so i every once in a while i need a break from that right that's why i like putting things like that together and i i completely appreciate that i there is a joy that comes from uh, building stuff. I, I get it in small waves with, you know, doing my own one-off pedals as often as I can, even though I know I can I can go buy one that is probably going to be maybe better, probably have some more features on it, you know, uh, but it's the idea that, well, I spent time and I yeah. put that together and I figured out what it wanted what I wanted to do to mod it and graphics and all that business so I I, I totally understand that I, I I love it um well thanks for sharing that man that was pretty tight cool thank in you a, in a very weird way <laughs> Jared what what do you have well let's open up that center case and find out okay let's no talking over the latches this time no, there's only Tony. two latches. The center latch is not there. It's broken. So just open the two on the end. You're talking over it. Shh, I knew it. Shh. Ooh. Oh Sparkle City. Uh. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a Fender Telecaster Thinline speedboat that's right <laughs> um the story behind that is uh there's a certain so wait wait, wait, wait. It's go a, ahead it's a telly telly thin line thin line yeah 72 style that's 72 right 72 style yep with the uh wide range humbuckers wide range humbuckers Two one ones. single f hole yep you got a fully maple neck meaning yep. the fretboard and the actual neck everything and a bullet truss rod and a bullet truss yep. rod that's an American series. Uh, I know American vintage series neck. It's it's not a vintage neck, hmm. but it's as close as you can get without paying the big vintage price. Mm-hmm. So, and you got um, a white perloid pick guard. Yep, with perloid uh, Top. knob toppers. Yep, pick guardian. Yeah. Can you explain 
what this style pick guard is called because this is not i think it's easily confused if we close our eyes oh, i just thought ozzy again doggone it why did i do that um <laughs> If you, if you do that, don't Sharon. do this if you're driving. Sharon. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you're probably instantly going to think of the the custom uh, pick guard with the four the four knob. Ah, the four knob. Right. right. But this is not that. This is this not has that. the four three. That way would switch? be the deluxe three way switch. Four. Yeah, the deluxe has the four knobs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this this I mean this is what I call a seventy two style. Yeah. They had two styles of thin lines. Uh -huh. There was a 69 style, which had uh, a standard Telecaster bridge and bridge pickup yeah. with a wide-range humbucker in right. the back. And One. Kinda, just a single, yeah. yeah. So it was essentially the same except the pick guard cut like down right through where the bridge pickup is. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a 72 style, so it was the second version that they came out with. Um, and then, of course, the solid bodies that had two wide-range humbuckers and four controls. Like mm -hmm. a, I think uh, Fender was taking a, a peek at what Gibson was yeah, doing. They'd be doing. So they have a much larger guard with mm -hmm. the toggle switch I love that up one. in the upper bout. That's uh, Also the yeah. large CBS headstock. Yes. Yeah, that's true. It would be a true. Stratocaster yeah, strat, shape. Yeah, yeah. for the record, that is that the was one called, that I still yeah. want. And that was a, called that the Deluxe. That would be a Deluxe. Deluxe. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So black this... This particular guitar weighs less than six pounds. It weighs... It looks like Huggy Bear's supposed to be playing it. Right. So <laughs> I love that guitar. It's. I brought he, a... He, he does have a white fur jacket that he plays. I, seriously. Hey, don't tell anyone. It probably that. is a white fur strap. I'm not even joking. I bet... Wow. That's a picture of the guitar before the top was put on it. Wow. So that is totally chambered. Yes, it is. So um, I bought a beat up um just uh, just routed out beat up old telly body just because it had the color that i wanted a different guitar so i bought the the body just to get the the right color to then change the color to change the color on a different guitar uh on a strata actually yeah because that's my favorite color i had a guitar of that color, color that was what, stolen from me color? it's called midnight blue even though it looks purple to everybody's eyes Ah, okay. Yeah, so I had the guitar you and a purple guitar. I bought a purple Telecaster body. It was an American. It was American made too. And uh, when I was I was done using it to get the color sample off of it, I said, you know what? I can just make a, a thin line Tele out of this uh -huh. and have them just. It's already been routed out to death. Um, so I sent it up to Lay's and and. Uh, had them hollow it out and make a top and they you know the poly sparkle finish was the perfect thing to do so nothing nothing would project mm. you know so uh it weighs nothing it it's you mean so it would hide the the uh scars the scars, scars yeah. and all that kind of thing yeah it was pretty beat up well and what's interesting about that is that it isn't two chambers it's literally one large chamber yeah. with a, a essentially a pickup and bridge block, yeah, which yep, is yep. kind of cool. That that probably makes it sound very different than most others. I would imagine it sounds it sounds the way it looks if you see the picture without the top on it, and it's, it's very unique. Opinions on that? <laughs> it's very unique sounding. Yeah, you just got to plug it in and yeah. play it, man. Well, I know for a fact that your wide range pickups just 
blow me away. Thank you. Yes, they are. Okay. And uh, but you do have the Fender covers. Yes, I do. Just to make it look right. Right. And and I didn't sell them, and I will not sell them. So it's it's fine. Again, I, I. I always think it's hilarious. <laughs> well, I want to make it look right. You've done everything to the guitar to make it not look right, except <laughs> the, 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 the pickup, pickup covers, covers yeah. which are actually yours. Oh, you confuse, you confuse and confound me, son. Well, let me let me clarify. It looks right in my head. That's okay. There you go. <laughs> but uh, the this there's um, a lot of con- pickup configuration uh, selection you can make. I think both. Both the toggles come uh, in and out. The the knobs do. They're yeah. they're push pulls uh, out of phase, and you can you can do single coils on those pickups and match. Uh, oh yeah. So who who makes that bridge? Who makes that saddle? Those that, saddles. That is a, a U.S. standard. U.S. standard bridge. Because yeah. they're you've got chrome everywhere except on the six other biggest pieces of chrome. Which yeah. are yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, that's how they make those. I think they're are they stainless? I can't remember if they're. I'm just surprised. That I think you didn't so. Go chrome there. Just chrome, I guess chrome, that's what chrome. I'm saying. You know, I. So that's why I assumed. Oh, are these like Godo or, or you know? It. I don't know. I mean, I I just couldn't find one, or that was available. And the extra long ones too. I think I just wanted like to get a bridge modern, on there, like shredder style. Once I got the bridge on there, and, and you know, it's not all chrome, but I I just really like the way it looks anyway. And yeah. the the actual screw pulls that come out of the pickups, mm-hmm. they have this the same look. It's that brushed stainless steel kind of lookish thing going on. Mm. So it just that pulls that together. But I I just love the way the thing Your looks. Your Christmas tree must be really spectacular. Uh, <laughs> I think sparkly. these yeah. <laughs> these are so sparkly that we don't need to put a Christmas tree yeah. up. So well, that's. Uh, Nice That's pretty done. outstanding. Yeah, let me see that really quick. Yeah, I love the neck profile on that too. I really lucked out what, on that. What is your? Yeah, that's a that's a that is a nice neck. It so is. It's a U.S. neck. Yes, it is. Okay. You know what? When I got it, I wasn't sure because there's the regular old U.S. stamping systems not on that neck, hmm. but it, the guy sold it as U.S. So I just took his word for it, and. Um, a couple other people looked at it and looked at the serial, and they they concurred. Oh, I concur with yours, definitely. They're like, yeah, this is definitely a... I think they call it an American vintage standard neck or just some weird like that. I don't know. Whether it's American uh, or whatever, it's a, still a great-looking, great-playing, yeah. great-feeling neck. That doesn't yeah, matter Yeah, you can to play me. Sympathy for the Devil on the back. <laughs> It's pretty hollowed out, man. The thing weighs. <laughs> you can wear it all night long. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah that's that's pretty. That's pretty nifty. It's a. I mean, that's a. It's a clean, clean guitar. If there was one more thing I can do with it, I, I would, don't think there I, is. I put a silver sparkle guard on it. Really? Oh, <laughs> that mirror. Would, oh my gosh! Wow. Can you imagine? <laughs> I I wouldn't mind if there was some sort of like. Um, perloid binding that matched the pick guard, a small strip of that outlining mm-hmm. the the f hole. Yeah. I think that would That'd look be difficult to do at this point. Though. Yeah, but it, it would still look really cool. You're you're not gonna believe what I'm about to say, but I almost wish it had the um, uh, Trini, Trini Lopez. Trini tr- Trini Lopez. Yeah. Yeah. 
that style Ethel. That you know, would look cool on there. I just because of the I, style. That's why I'm saying I can't believe I'm saying this, but <laughs> I'm saying that that would look actually pretty sweet on there. Yeah, it's a comfortable neck. Feels like a Japanese neck, though. It's well, it, hey, very thin. I, yeah, that's what I wanted. If it is, then let it be. I mean, I, I it's a great neck, great guitar. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, man, I pretty sparkly. There's a lot. There's a lot staring at me right now. You have nines on this. Uh, yes. He, what should so be on there? I, he's I, a I mountain. He's a mountain. <laughs> he's got nines on a five-pound guitar be? 15s? with a thin neck. 15. I, I don't. What they should be elevens? You should be playing like a like a tree with rope on it. Do you do you want like eights on there? Sevens? Tens. Tens? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you guys telling me tens when I like the nines? <laughs> Honestly, I agree with you because for some wait, reason wait, that was tens easy. His they do. Why are you guys telling me? I no, agree. no, I I agree with you guys too. When I honestly, when I did have the nines on there. When I did put the nines on there, I was like, "Yeah, these are kind of too slinky." Yeah, I agree with you, man. The tens should go on there. I'll, I'll do. I'll put tens on the next time I change those strings. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, my rule of thumb is I put ten to forty six on on fen, on Fender scale, twenty five yeah. and a halfs. On on my Gibsons, I put eleven to forty eights, and then if it's like a twenty four, like a Jaguar scale, mm -hmm. I'll do twelve to fifty. So and yeah, it's just for tension. Just so I, I so I could jump from guitar to guitar and it, they all feel about the same. Right, right. It's funny though because wait, they, wait, hold, hold on. Let me push on that a little bit. When you say you want to jump from guitar to guitar, so I completely understand that. But I would like you to elaborate on that for for those that may not know what you mean. Okay. Um, well, uh, there's. I mean, in theory, there's probably three or four what are called standard scale lengths. Mm -hmm. um, Gibson scale length is about 24 and three quarter. Uh, most fenders are 25 and a half. And like Paul Reed Smith's and some other uh, are, are kind of in between at 25. Fender also made some like on Jaguars, on Mustangs that were 24 inch scale length. Um, so a general rule of thumb is the shorter the scale length, the heavier oh. string you can use mm -hmm. so that it, still still can you can bend strings and do things like that um sometimes if you put too light a string on a shorter uh scale length one it won't tune well it won't intonate well um and something for me um it's it just it makes me play sloppy yeah um so uh if i am um yeah let's just say you go out to a gig and you've got a a Tele and a Les Paul and a Mustang, mm -hmm. um, and you're switching up, you know, different guitars for different songs. Um, by keeping those relative uh, string sca uh, string uh, gauges, again, ten to forty six on the Fender scale, which is the longest, eleven to forty eight on Gibson, which is kind of in the middle, and then the very short scales, twelve to fifty. Um, to my hand, they kind of feel about the same amount of string tension uh, based on that. Okay. So. All right. So that's that's just my little thing that I that, that my my rule of thumb. So what did I have in that guitar, money wise? Well, uh, the body. <laughs> so 
irritated that I did that. <laughs> What's that? Uh, so funny. What, push on the string thing? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I fell asleep. I just woke up. So what do I have? So what do I have in the, the guitar itself? That's what I asked. Right. I got about... I don't remember in the neck, maybe two fifty, maybe two hundred bucks, two twenty-five ish. Uh the body, um, I don't remember. Um and I, I would say at least four to five hundred yeah, bucks. The finish in the top, yeah. Yeah. And so. then uh the pickups, uh just parts because I made those myself. Um I don't know, maybe safely say seven, eight hundred bucks. That's a you know, seven or eight. Number. Yeah. So if I think if you were to buy a new uh, thin line of some, a, you know, a regular run of the mill American made, uh, you'd be in like maybe what, 12 to fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, and vintage ones go anywhere from twenty eight to thirty five hundred, you know, and, you know, upwards uh, from there because, you know, people just command whatever they want for those old vintage guitars and you've got something that you like i love that thing it's very lightweight i like i'm a big giant strong guy but for some reason i just like little lightweight guitars i don't know why this is true yeah so you do like that very i want to see him play ukulele yeah i love that mandolin i love that little guitar man that's great i i do i think i do like that a little more than the deluxe although um, really yeah, probably just because of the weight. It's easier to wire the deluxe though, because you have four knobs to work with, and if you're trying to cram all these different uh, pickup configurations with just two knobs, you know, with two potentiometers, it's very difficult to do that because you got two push poles, and then you got to. It's really difficult. I have a, a Gibson Explorer, and I did basically the same configuration, and it. It's a lot of little wires in a small cavity. But uh, anyway, man, uh, thanks for letting me bring that thing, and thanks for letting me thanks show and tell it. it. Yeah, it's it was cool. really cool. Yeah. Really cool to learn about that. Sparkalicious. Yeah. All right. My turn. What 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 have you brought us, Todd? Right, Guitar let's... research. Weapon? Nope. Johnny Clash? Oh. oh yeah! This is a Fender Telecaster Nashville Deluxe 60th Anniversary model. Whoa! Uh, made in Mexico, and it's got the uh, the honey blonde paint on it, semi-transparent, so you can see a little bit of what appears to be grain. I'm not sure. I'm Do not they sure just that's... they just call those blondies, don't they? Um, like a no, blondie that one, finish? That one's a little... A true blonde finish is whiter. Yeah. Oh, this okay. is the honey. Ah. Uh, uh, so, um, and it's got maple neck, maple fretboard. I mean, they're... Okay, I hate saying it. It's maple neck. It's like, not a lot of guitars don't have... You know. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, it's a one-piece maple neck. It is a one-piece maple neck. Because it has a skunk stripe. Yep. I traded for a Gibson Les Paul Studio. This is an early trade, and I referenced this in, in early episodes, that I had beat to death and had modded poorly. <laughs> and I was putting together a Clash tribute band, and 
I had to get a telly, of course. Of course. And this guy was willing to do a straight trade. So it has a black pick guard. It originally, when I when I got it, it came with a tort guard. It has three pickups in it. So that's what the the Nashville Deluxe. It's a Stratocaster ish no, pickup it in is the not center. Not a Stratocaster. Yes, it is. It is not. Well, it's a Stratocaster pickup, and, and they put it in the center. It's in a Strat middle position, actually. That's it right. is, and it's got the raised poles and everything. Um, and I'm I'm seriously considering getting a new pick guard, just and just burying that inside the body. I don't even use it. Um, well, what's I tell you? What's kind of cool is is you could put another Tele neck pickup. Yeah, they had. I think they made a. I think it was called the blackout or something mm. like that. That they did that way. Or they actually, I take that back because I think they moved the second uh, neck pickup up against the existing. So oh. you, had, you had two Tele neck pickups. Yeah, that they kind of wired like a humbucker. Well, that's kind of weird. Oh wow! You should do that, man. No, I shouldn't. Where uh, are you going to get a pick guard for that though? Yeah, you're just Ooh. a regular pick guard. WD. And you bury that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways, I, gotcha. I left it because it's kind of punk. Look, it's it's super. That's my punk guitar. Although anybody it's not that up enough, it does. I'm trying. Although anybody that would have probably bought this new would have bought it to play very sort of hot Texas style. Yeah. Um, country rock. Uh, it has the Tex-Mex. Those are all Tex-Mex, Tex-Mex pickups in it. Yeah. Uh, originally, when I got it, I, you know, true to form, I decided I'm going to switch all kinds of stuff on it. And I put a Seymour Duncan um, quarter pounder in the bridge and it immediately took it out because mm-hmm. I lost all of the clashness, you know, because yeah. you get, yeah, it's got to be just, swangy. I just like messing around with stuff and I was like, oh, I wonder what happens if I do this. So when I did that, I actually, the, the entire gut uh, cavity is, is copper taped, as is the pick guard, because I was getting a, um, an annoying static. 60 cycle hum. No. Oh, static. static. A weird static. Did I, I fix it? I, I you, tried you everything. Pick guard. Uh, no. Uh, it the back of that it, everything the, everything is covered in in, in copper foil, mm-hmm. including control the, cavity. The control cavity, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I carry dryer sheets in my gig bag. Yep. And you just rub a little dryer sheet on it, and it goes away. It's just stat. It's literally static. Yeah. Yep. And, so, and some plastic does that, and and sometimes it's the player. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's it, if there's a, a metallic content in the yep. plastic mix. Well, so that's a really good question, Tony. So if you, it, what kind of well, like would celluloid do that? Not necessarily. I mean, it's it it, it it's really weird because you know I I've had I mean not probably less than five percent maybe maybe a, a couple of percent. Of of people who have written me back and say, hey, I've get a, a static problem uh-huh. with this, and most of the time it's on something like a bound guard that you're buffing, yeah. And as you buff, you're essentially creating Charging static it. electric. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's the player. Um, I, I mean, I'm I, just electric. It's, it's electrified. <laughs> yeah. So, buddy, anyway. buddy, it looks like the only thing you use on that thing is just the bridge pickup. Well, it's interesting you say that because I have a. Uh, a very strategically placed piece of duct tape uh, <laughs> holding quack. it into the bridge position. That's correct. So I play this for, for the Clash tribute band right. uh, called Johnny Clash. And I only play the 
bridge pickup in it and I play it really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I've done with the pick guard is I, I swap out different things. So I've got electric tape on the pick guard and I, you know, paint some sort of whatever I'm feeling at the time for, for a long time. I had said weapon on it. Uh, and then I switch it up, uh, <laughs> lately to resist. Yeah. And, um, uh-huh. and then, uh, if I depunk it, I can still get my, <laughs> my trade right, value out right. of it. Well, I have I'm a question. I'm totally willing to sacrifice it as of yet. I have a question. The, the, yes. the circle star deal. Yes. Is that, did it come like that? So I have sort of a, um, a military kind of martial, very clash-esque star with a circle around it, stencil that I painted on the body. Now, my friend absolutely freaked out when he saw it. He was like, what are you doing? I said, don't worry, man. It's that dip paint. So when you when you hear people saying, oh, I'm going to dip my rims or I'm going to do that, it's basically rubber paint. It will come off. It looks like spray paint. If I scratch it, it doesn't just peel off. It's pretty great. So I can etch my initials on the star. You, you could, but Theory. then you'd probably be etching your initials into the body itself. <laughs> But I have it roughed up, you know, and it's got some overspray. I like the way it looks, man. It looks rough. It, it's yeah. Just, it looks like you just did it in a hurry. I think because the three pickups are different, you know, it's got the, the standard chrome telly neck pickup. Yeah. It's got a white strat pickup in the middle, Let's see. which, I, you know, whatever. And then <laughs> then it's got the bridge. And it originally came with the ashtray. It had the, uh, it was a three-piece, you know, the three whole nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I did away with that because I, c- I can't stand the ashtray. I'm playing right up on the heel of that, and that's no bueno for me. So uh, it's got the standard, it's got just the, you know, the chrome plate. What else did I do? Oh, yeah, I took off the normal knurled barrel knobs that you know, are, are standard on chrome a Telecaster. Domes. The chrome yeah. domes, yeah. And I put jazz jazz uh, bass. jazz bass pickups or um, knobs. I can't speak because I'm looking at the guitar. Right, <laughs> it's like it's taking it's like trying away. to drive telling somebody how to drive when you're not driving, <laughs> but I'm the one who's driving. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So I got I have the black jazz bass knobs on it. I, I need to reach down and feel something, you know, and and those those edges I can get a grip on real quick. Hmm. The neurals are the neurals are fine, but you, I can't see. Could you turn it? And you don't know what, where you're at. You know, you have to be able to hear that. And I like the idea of, with that white, you know, just with that single white stripe. And I went a level further, and I nail polished <laughs> with white down down the ridge. Right. So, so you can I see can it at the right angle. Where am I? <laughs> yeah. Do you do? You, I like doing do you, this. Do you crazy? He makes sparkle stuff. I like to. But, but do, you know, you, do you change knobs much? In a, in a, I mean, change position much? I roll, I'm often on the uh, of the volume quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. Mainly because I'm playing it loud, so I got to roll up, roll off. So in a sense, it's I could go Frankenstein with it and bury or take out the middle pick guard, take out the, middle <laughs> the tone <pickup>. control. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, bury a screw into the slot of the of the five way switch so it couldn't move. So if you you know, I was going to suggest, but since you use your volume control a bit, um, it wouldn't work. But 
if you really want to get the maximum output out of your pickup, mm-hmm. you just wire it straight to the jack. Yeah. Yeah. Here's an idea too. If you didn't use that middle pickup at all, yeah. if that is a modern plastic bobbin, you could actually slide those magnets out of the bobbin and, and go to somebody that knows how to hook up those dummy coils. Use that as just, a dummy I, coil. I would literally just bury it. Yeah, you get can, a new pickup. Bury it under the guard. Bury it under the guard. It take the magnets out. It becomes out. A, in, in positions two and four. Yeah. It becomes hum canceling. Yeah. Exactly. And you don't need the magnets either. But that's what the tape's for, so I don't have to do any of that. Okay. <laughs> the tape took care of it all. It just doesn't sound very punk if all of a sudden I accidentally flip it into neck position, if you know yeah. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, that's my that's my punk rock baby right there. That is cool, man. It's a it's a neat guitar. I really love it and it sounds freaking awesome. The neck on it is money. Yeah, I'd like to feel that. And, I, oh, I I sat in the neck as well on the back. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is a little has a little more beef on it. Beef on it. Yeah. I I usually like uh Mexican It's got a little more girth is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, well that's how I roll. <laughs> I <laughs> Yeah, for some reason, I really like the necks that come out of Mexico. I just yeah. like how they craft those. Yeah, things. that is a Mexican. I Mexican like them. Body. I don't know why. I just do. Yeah, neck. I just don't like the truss rod adjustment at the headstock. Oh yeah. Yep. Huh. It's one of it's one of my things. Really? Um, why? In my opinion, it um, it belongs on on the bottom end. Why? Um, well, you mean you, just on a fender? Just on a fender. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I mean, it, it's in the right position, I think, when it's at the heel yeah. adjustment. Uh, you're taking more material out at the heel as opposed to up here. You have to take a lot of material out of the headstock to, to put that, oh, that, I see that, what that you're system saying. in. Yeah. So, I, I I, mean, it's just one of my little quirks. I could be dead wrong. Oh, that makes sense. Every every fender I've owned uh, yeah. or put together. I wonder why they did that. Uh, it, it's easier. It's easier for a tech if you have to make adjustments. And yeah. Things. And that's why, like on, on his with the bullet truss rod, uh, I think Lee, that was one of Leo's things. Yeah. Because I think he got a lot of complaints that, you know, if you have it at the heel, you basically have to take the yeah. tech off every time you want to make an adjustment. Yeah. So that was his Or at least have a, have a pick guard with a, a... Even then, you still have to tilt the neck back. Enough. Well, yeah, because because the pickup's so close. I was just I was thinking like on a bass or something like that. You could yeah, but you know I, I see so many vintage guards that are just chewed up from people trying to shove a yeah. screwdriver in that little divot. Yeah, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, and I got I like the wear that I have on the pick guard. It's got <laughs> yeah. good wear, man. You can tell I'm I uh, go to town on Lots this thing. Lots of pick force. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that in, Todd. So why didn't you get the the yeah. uh, the Joe Strummer model? <laughs> yeah, no. With I, stickers. I don't. It had all the stickers. You can buy that, and you. I mean, I've seen some some people who have posted, you know, replicas. Which, if I had a replica, it would just be purely wall art for that. I could see myself doing that for wall art because mm-hmm. I, I think I've referenced this before. But first time I we went to the to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, there was one thing that made the hair on my body just completely stand on end and like I like got short on breath and that was seeing Joe Strummer's Telecaster in there it was it was right after their their class show so they still had a couple things Mm -hmm. and I mean I was in a room right next to all the Beatles memorabilia and everything and that guitar just trashed 
just trash. <laughs> Everything was like Russ's DNA all over it. And it was, it was the most badass thing I've ever seen in my life. Hands down. Like that thing was incredible. And just knowing like, wow, that was in his hands. You know, it was just, a, it was a powerful thing. Cause I, I'm a, I'm a huge, huge clash fan. So anyhow, <gasps> Ooh, show and tell. The good thing is we have lots more stuff to show and tell <laughs> um, in, in episodes to come. And maybe Mike uh, and a couple of our other friends will be able to join us on the next ones. We're going to go to our last segment. Would you rather... All right, here we go. So listen up, everybody. I'm not joking when I say we listen to you, and I'm not kidding. I'm not pulling your chain when I say it matters to hear from you and to, and to uh, you know, we take the things that you tell us into consideration. To that point, we had a friend of ours online, Liam Martin, give us an idea and I said, hey, man, we're going to use that on this next year episode. Thank you. Thank you very much. So he says, and I quote, was there a would you rather at, at top of the line Epiphone or bottom of the line Gibson? Interested to know opinions on this in terms of build quality, material quality, etc." Uh, so that's what we're going to do. So today's would you rather is, would you rather have... The Epiphone top of the line. Nope. Yep. <laughs> or the Gibson kind of the bottom of the line. Yes. Okay. So we're going to na- we're going to say which ones the uh, which one we would rather have and I think it would be probably a good idea to say if there was a model corresponding to the to our choice. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Could, that kind of throws a wrench, you well, know. It shouldn't. Well, kind of, but I, I, I don't know. Okay, I mean, you could you could put that in. I mean, that, and I, yeah, there's some pretty good examples of both. And I think, of course, I think a why, you know. So let's do that, yeah. Tony. Okay. I have owned a set. I, I still have a couple uh, top of the line Epiphones, and and the ones that I consider top of the line probably are like the Elite series. Okay. Um, those were Japanese made, uh, with us componentry and that sort of thing. So I still have, I have one of the John Lennon 1965 casinos. Um, okay, wait a minute. I'm thinking that we're probably at, at, at maybe modern, like you're talking oh, vintage okay. stuff. Okay. Oh. Well, that's not, no, it's not, this isn't, this is not a vintage. I mean, it, it was a 1965 John Lennon casino model. From 1965? No, no. It was like early 2000s. Okay. All right. You're fair. Fair game. So, yeah. But um, somebody's phone's going bonkers. Not mine. Or maybe it is. It's over there. Is it Bob? Goodness sakes. All right. But, uh, well, I I was giving that as an example. That to me is like the top of the line. But let's just, for sake of argument, say things that are currently available on the market. Okay. And I, I think, having looked at and tried out several bottom-of-the-line Gibsons, mm-hmm. 
Such uh, as? Well, uh, there was the Firebird... Firebird X, maybe? No, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's just a horrid instrument. Okay. Uh, sorry, Gibson. <laughs> you dropped the ball on that one. Uh, that was one. Ball on me. I, I, I got it from a musician's friend, uh, a really low price, and I got it, and I was so absolutely disappointed that I sent it back the next day. <laughs> I mean, it was it was just a horrible, 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 horrible guitar. You just can never get that time back you spent. Yeah. yeah. So thankfully, musician's friend has a very good return policy, but. So I and I and I've had others at the the bottom of the heap from Gibson and I totally get it. They they have a hard time making things in the USA for very little money and I, they where they really cut corners I think is on the finish. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, it's I mean, I don't spray finishes and I think I could probably spray a better finish than than what's on some of oh them. So to answer your original question. I would go probably with the top of the line uh, Epiphone, and for a number of reasons. Um, depending on where they're made, because Epiphone has factories still in Japan, in Korea, and several in China, and probably a couple of in, in Indonesia and whatever. But generally mm-hmm. speaking, it's either going to be a Korean or Japanese made one that's their top of the line. Um, and that could be anything from like an Archtop Emperor which those are some pretty nice instruments to mm-hmm. even some of their top end uh, Les Pauls. For the money, I don't think that you can buy uh, probably a better guitar and still have you know the provenance of some relationship to, to Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the woods that are being used overseas are as good if not better than, than a lot of things. And I, and I think, even though they cost a heck of a lot less, um, they are still, I mean, the build quality is, I mean, I have to say it's better than some of the the, the very low-end Gibson things. So I, I just, I think in, in my opinion, I, for the money, it, I mean, if I had unlimited funds, I'd go buy, you know, a custom shop Gibson, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't. So I don't. Okay. That's solid, baby. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> what are you doing there, homeboy? Well, home slice. As far as far as uh, bottom of the line Gibson and mm-hmm. top of the line Epiphone, I agree with Tony um, on that. And it's not easy for me either because I have not owned a lot of Epiphones. The only actual Epiphone I have owned uh, was a an EDS. Uh, 1275 uh, double S that's the Jimmy page double neck thing. And the, the electronics on it weren't great at all, but uh, the actual construction of the guitar was great. It it was not the bolt on model, the neck bolt on model. They called that the Michael. Michael Bolton. Okay. So uh, if, if I had a choice between today, a brand new either like, (laughs) Either an Epiphone or a brand new Gibson, bottom of line Gibson, top of line. I would go with the Epiphone, um, and and for me, I've in in my experience working on the Epiphones, uh, it's the electronics that were 
poor yeah. on the Epiphone yeah, part. I, I would I change those true. out. Yeah, pickups and, and pots and switches yeah. and things. Yeah, it's interesting. Dig them out. I, I had uh, an opportunity a couple years ago uh, to go down to the Epiphone Back warehouse. Thing. Yeah. Uh, it was their 50th anniversary, 100th anniversary, I don't know, one of those anniversaries. And, I mean, it's down in Nashville. It's up the street from the Gibson factory. And the thing that impressed me wasn't so much, uh, you know, the guitars and things, but they basically had uh, a dozen benches, if not more, of techs that mm -hmm. basically when the container comes in, they take each guitar out, they go through it, they make sure the action is okay, they set everything up. They have up. to go over it all. Yeah. yeah. And that, I mean, you figure by the... Well, unfortunately, sometimes the wood is curing on the boat over right. <laughs> and the finish. So, but but they do they do spend time to do that before it goes back out to any guitar any uh, guitar shops. Well, yeah, it's worth doing that. The uh, specifically, well, actually, <clears throat> oh yeah. So I want to ask you, what, yes, <laughs> what are you trying to say here? <laughs> what would you rather have? Well, yeah. thanks, Tony. Would you, would you rather have a bottom of the line Epiphone? I wasn't or done. No. Bottom of the top, line. top of the line Epiphone. Of the line I'll be done now. That's fine. I will take the Epiphone any day of the week. I've owned several Epiphones, and I think you're absolutely right. For for the money um, and the quality you're getting, it's like I you can't even touch it. I have a Sheridan too. Nice. It is gorgeous. I nice mean, guitar. it is just beautiful everything on that is tip top minus the electronic harness on it yeah. which which jared actually replaced uh and you, they do that so they don't have to spend three times as long wiring your guitar because it's it's basically harness connections mm -hmm. so i put in new pickups and new wiring and i'm it, the thing sounds ridiculous Good. it is absolutely yeah. ridiculous it looks great it, it feels it, great plays the, great here's the thing gibson has started to use uh their pots and switches and things all mounted on circuit boards now too yeah so you know you run into the same problems and, and the the real downside of it is if you do have a bad pot you have to replace all four of them now because yeah. there's no well this one on. this is so this is a semi hollow body and uh it's just the hard part, anybody who has a semi-hollow body, if if your pots start going or you're like, I want to put in new pickups, and then you kind of look in the F-hole and you go like, no, I don't. <laughs> right? <laughs> because getting them out is a real It's a pain chore. in the keister, man. It's, it's tough. It's a lot of work, and yeah. it's going to cost you a pretty penny to get that done. Just the labor work. Right. So in, in order for them to kind of make that more efficient, you have the pickups wired into a female jack mm -hmm. and the pots hooked up to a male jack mm -hmm. and you put one in one side one in and you reach in and you connect it right yeah yeah but that's not how your new electronics no, were done they no. were done the old school way yeah they're all no. straight wired anyways that. uh mm -hmm. but if i if i was going to buy it, if you said here's some money to go get a top of the line epiphone right now I would get the ES-175 Ebony, all black with the split trap inlays. Oh, yeah. There it is. That thing is bad. Yeah. 
It's really cool. Hollow body, but not, it doesn't look like a jazz box. It looks like a rock box. And it's got the cutaway, the, you know, sharp cutaway horn on it. Mm. It's cool. Real cool. It's, and that's priced at $8.99. It's like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's a, that's, that is nothing to spend on a, on a good quality guitar, you know. Yep. Just get some new pickups in it. New pickups. Yeah. Anyways, oh, Liam, I hope that answers your question there, buddy. Thanks for sending that in. Yeah, yeah. And we welcome any and all suggestions like that. Uh, we are thankful that you are part of our show, and thank you for listening. Uh, we'll come back to you soon with more juicy, good stuff. Subscribe! Yeah. But Pizza time. Hey, we'd like to give a special thank you to our executive producers, Tom Barazin and Martin Cliff. Thank you so much for your support. If you'd like to become an executive producer on the show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and find out how. Uh, All right. right. Uh, Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs to help keep this podcast ad-free and ensure that we keep bringing you the best show we can. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, Four on the Floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitarnobs. Catch you next time.